N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back This is episode 333 Of the N-Y-Y-S-T podcast I am your host Christian we are live on NYY News TV. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Chris. You and SGR. What up? This is a monumental <coughs> episode in the history of the NYYST podcast. We all had to be here for this one together on Saturday. New York Yankees. Aaron Hicks into the manager's office and they said this get the fuck out get it for assignment finally as the rock would say finally they have designated Aaron Hicks for assignment actually I think it might have went differently right? I think mm-hmm. it I think it went like this get the fuck out no it went just like that just like that Into the show, everybody. Welcome to this monumental occasion. We get to celebrate Aaron Hicks no longer being a New York Yankee. And yes, we are going to celebrate that for a few minutes. And then we're going to move on because it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, Aaron Hicks. I never have to look at you again. Dr. Go out to yourself. Thank God. Thank God. And, and, I actually, and we talked about this, right? Because as Yankee fans, until they win a World Series, and I and I and I've accepted this, okay. Until they win a World Series, this. I've accepted this, okay. As a Yankee fan, until they win a World Series, I don't think we can truly be happy, just genuinely happy about anything. We always have to. We're gonna have to find some negative in everything positive, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you can say, not even negative. But it's just so Yankees that the guy is finally like, what was he batting? 500 over the last like six games that he played. It's it's just so Yankees. Let's do the YPM spin here. Okay. Okay. YPM spin. Okay. They wanted him to go out on a high note so that he could get the New York Yankees. This is the YPM spin. The New York Yankees weighed it purposely. Weighed it. Weighed it. Until Aaron Hicks started showing a pulse. Until he was playing, ready. Playing that playing good baseball. Okay. In, in, in terms of Aaron Hicks playing good baseball, they did right by him and waited. This way, teams uh teams would be more interested in him if had they had uh, just done it when he was like batting 056. Okay. No, this is an actual talking point that okay. the Yankees did right by Aaron Hicks because they waited to DFA him until he had started playing well. Okay. Uh, while we're on the topic of YPM, not going to mention specifically who it was. Just trying to find the tweet here. Okay. Talking cucks. Okay. okay. No, no, not going to mention <laughs> anyone. I just want to say if we're going to talk about the YPM. Okay. This right. was a solid talking point here. Okay. We want to talk about getting ratioed. 
Okay. Eight seasons with the Yanks. Spent some of them as one of the best center fielders in baseball. Okay, best. Uh Thanks, Hixie. Some innings? Some seconds, maybe? Here's the... uh, Chris, just to call back to that, what you were mentioning earlier, the last seven games, his batting average was 353. Just wanted to check. Okay, so in Hicks, you know how dogs have different years? Right, yeah. So Mm -hmm. in Hicks Mm -hmm. batting average land, that's like batting a 900. Right, okay. Um. Here's the only time Hicks was the best center fielder in baseball. It was for one portion of one game mm-hmm. in his entire career, and it wasn't even the home run that he hit in the playoffs. That was that play he made, right? It was that play he made in the Twins Min- game. Minnesota. In and Minnesota. He, the, he, had, he had a huge, and he had home, a huge, he had a yeah. huge home run in that game. And then he was kind of up there in that playoff home run that was big. But that was it. It was like a total of maybe 25 minutes. His signature moment that day. Crazy. I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to bring the show down. I don't want to get upset over people that are stupid. Aaron Hicks, Aaron Hicks was a terrible baseball player for New York Yankees. Okay. If you feel any other sort of way about that, that's your prerogative, right? Yeah. You know what? That, that's fine, dude. We live in a we live in a society where you can be wherever you want to be. You can identify as whatever okay. you want to identify okay. as. Here we go. You want to identify okay. as a person that thinks that Aaron Hicks is a good baseball player? Okay. Go right ahead. Go okay? right ahead. Liberty. Go right Life, ahead. Liberty. Who the hell am I to happiness, say? Okay. Who the hell am I to say anything differently, right? But the fact of the matter is, is I don't live in a delusional reality here, okay? And the fact is, is that outside of 2018, Aaron Hicks has been a poor baseball player not poor in the sense of that he has no money because we all know that he cashed in one season into 70 million dollars but he's been a poor baseball player he has not been good okay the guy has been consistently on the il or consistently terrible and the writing on the wall was coming after the 2022 uh, season, when everybody said, oh, Hicks was healthy, Hicks was healthy. The guy played in 130 games last year. He posted a 646 OPS. So there was no more excuses to be made. OK, and then you were just waiting to see if the Yankees were actually going to do this, how long it would take them to get rid of him, because you knew that he was not going to. As much as we wanted to say that this was never going to happen, you knew that he was not going to finish out this contract. At some point, the Yankees were going to see a number in front of them that they could live with and say, we'll get rid of him now. Okay, Why at this exact moment? I don't know. Why Saturday was the tipping point, the moment where they decided it was time to get rid of him? I I don't know. Acquiring Greg Allen was like, we should have known something was up because Greg Allen had an upward mobility clause in his contract, which means that he couldn't be traded to go to another minor league mm. system. He had to be, tra- if he was going to be traded, it had to be to, to be on a major league roster. Right. So we had to know that something was, was up and we know that Willie Calhoun banged. So who was the odd man out? We are going to start banging. And Willie right. starts banging. Okay. Right. right. Why have- Saturday was the moment in time where the Yankees had had enough. <coughs> I honestly don't know, but let's, like you said, until they win the World Series, can we st- can can we truly be happy about anything? Yeah, we can be because I think that there are maybe not major 
yeah. organizational changes because major organizational changes would be getting rid of the general manager, getting rid of the manager. Right. But there are organizational changes happening and we've seen them happen now twice in this short season. It's May okay. 22nd, right? So there's big, we played what 50 games or so the Yankees committed to Anthony Volpe. All right. That was the okay. first big thing that they did this year where you felt like things were a little bit different around here. They didn't, they didn't try that IKF. They didn't try to, Till for six weeks until they had another year of control on Volpe. They said, Hey, you know what? This is an open competition. You went out there, you won it. Day one, you're the shortstop. We're riding with you. They never, as low as Volpe got at some points, they never benched him. This is his job. This is his position. They're riding with him. And kudos to them for doing that because the kid deserves to play every single day. And I don't care. He's bad 210, sub 700 OPS. He's looked the part of being a major league baseball player. It'll, it will all come around for him in due time. Okay. Now this is the second big thing that the Yankees have done. Okay. We didn't think it was going to happen. Now. I thought at some point next season, it was a realistic possibility, but they have had enough. They have, there's they're trimming the dead weight off of this roster. Now I'm not going to say Greg Allen is going to make some big difference, but you know, when we talked, when we sat here and we were previewing the postseason last year and we said what a weapon Tim LoCastro could be, mm-hmm. a guy that can go out yeah, there and the play bases. good defense, steal bases, it's Volpe. that's Greg Allen now. Oh, and Greg Allen, yeah. But that's also Volpe while he's still not putting it all together hitting. Right. Volpe is also that guy on the bases and defensively. I mean, I mean, look, defensively, Volpe, you can criticize him in a lot of different situations. But again, it's... It's it's growing pains, man. There there's going to be a lot of balls hit to him that, you know, people always think about making that jump to the major leagues as it as it's just you know up at the plate. The way that ball comes off the bat, man, you're not seeing almost every single play 110 miles an hour plus off the bat too. So there's growing pains in the field as well. I think we can all say that we're not only confident with him at the plate that he's going to put it all together, but he's, I think he's clearly going to put it all together in the field too. Yeah. Volpe will oh, put, yeah. It all, put it all together, but uh, back, back on Allen, you, you got to say that guys like Al, Greg Allen are benefiting the most, most from this shift ban. Uh, I'm not the shift ban from the, from the base running rule changes that, uh, that we're seeing that that type of player has taken yeah. a whole new meaning to the roster of, of in terms of importance. It's not just a fluff roster spot anymore. Look at this team and how they need to be properly constructed. Who has more value to the Yankees? I, I can't believe we're breaking it down at this level here, but who has more value to the Yankees, Greg Allen or Aaron Hicks? It's not an, even a question. Right. I mean, it, I mean, and Greg Allen is just as expendable, I think. Honestly, I mean, there, there's, a, there's got to be plenty of Greg Allen's out there, mm-hmm. but for what we were getting out of Hicks, I mean, he's still less expendable than Hicks. The Yankees don't need to play Greg Allen. The Yankees felt the need, even through all of this, to still give Hicks at bats to see if there was something there, based on the salary and the fact that he had a contract for another few years. The Greg Allen is coming in here with a role. Your role is to go play defense in late in games and we'll call you when we need a stolen base. That's his role. Yeah. And I like that. And I just need to bring this up. This is the second time they've gotten him right in the last two years. Wasn't he on the, the fourth or the third time. or fourth? Yeah. Really? They, they've gotten him a few times. I think okay. Cleveland. So, so here's my question. Times. 
every time this guy comes up and they say they got him and whatever, I'm expecting, I don't, I can't even, uh, Craig Allen? Who's Craig, the white dude that was on yeah, the Yeah, that was Cardinals? someone else. Right, Craig, Craig Allen? Every Craig, time. Craig he, Allen is a play, was a player. He gets yeah, me every time. the Cardinals. Every time he gets me. I want to maybe even say third base. Or no, Alan Craig. Alan, Alan Craig. Craig. Alan Craig. That's it. Gets <laughs> yeah, me every time. Right, every so time. Only, Doesn't matter how many times they get that him. He was with the Yankees in 2021. So that might have been the only other time he was yeah, here. Yeah, I, I thought feel like only he was one. here. That's all I'm seeing. I feel like here. he's been here multiple times. Maybe a DFA and then he went down to Scranton or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Let me see his minor league yeah. numbers here. Hey, man, look. I, you know, I was partially joking before uh, when I said we can't be happy about anything. I mean, you're right. This team has now done two things that I never thought they'd do um, under this regime. And it's mm-hmm. not, again, you can preface everything by saying until they win a World Series, it's not, it's not, um, it doesn't make up for a lot of the shit that we've had to put up with. However, the fact that they've committed to Volpe, which we know this team has commitment problems. They have very bad commitment problems. And, and now finally shed the dead weight of Aaron Hicks. You got to be optimistic. And they're and they've been winning. I mean, yeah. t- just the icing on the cake there. Yeah, twenty nine and twenty, game fifty tomorrow. But this is just another good example. The Yankees have the best record in baseball in May. Look at that. Yeah, but since like April sixteenth, the Orioles are fucking killing. Yeah, Orioles, it, dude. Orioles have been great. The Rays are. Uh, it's going to be an interesting series. Blue Jays tonight. Baltimore's coming in here. Do you, don't would would you say that the Orioles are a stronger team? Wouldn't you say that if you look at the records, the Orioles profile more as the team they're playing as right now than the Rays do in mm. the in the long uh, stretch of the season? No, I think the Rays are. I, I believe the Rays are more established than the Orioles are. Right. So then you're going back on everything, and and it's I think we all are because I think the Rays are way better than we thought, but. I, I still don't that. think they're half as good as they're playing right now because oh, I don't think the, the the I don't think that they are a uh, what are they on pace for a hundred plus wins. I think look, <clears throat> the fact is that if you're asking me which team do I believe in more, I would say that I probably believe in the Rays more just because they're more established. They've been in the postseason, you know, multiple times. This is a core. They have a yeah. core together that's been th- that's you yeah. know made runs before. You know, this is the kind of <laughs> the first full year for this Orioles team. You know? Yeah, so but there's a, there's a scary aspect to young teams that are that are this good. talented. Okay. We said this last year. They're good. Be- They're coming up. Okay, okay. They, right. They've been the worst team in baseball for 40 years, so I would hope that they would hit on some of these number one picks that they had. So, yeah, but the number – yeah, but the thing is that the what makes them scary to me is we know how good teams that are talented can be when they start playing with house money the way the Orioles are. And they kind of just go right. into that well, fuck you mode and they have nothing to lose at this point. And I personally think that they're going to be more dangerous down the stretch than the Rays. I don't will think be. they're a threat to win the World Series, but oh, okay. I don't think they have a solid bullpen, which which I helps they're, I at this point right now, I'd be surprised if they don't grab a wild card. But can't yeah, you say sure. can't you say every year that the Rays are playing with house money? That they play with house money every single year? No, because that's their strategy. 
their strategy their is strategy is to, to be, play with house money. Well, yeah, their house money, they spend it very smartly and they do it intentionally. I think the Orioles are ahead of are ahead of their of their time right now. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay, they're posting a three, three, seven ER team ERA. That's second in the Amer- uh, second in all of baseball, only behind the Houston Astros, who have a three point one eight team ERA. Well, they're starting to get hurt, too. Right, Christian? Isn't Don't they have a few injuries? Oh, the Rays in their start. They're, they're a bit fraudulent. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're saying that because I because I had that great take that said don't sleep on the Rays, don't oh, sleep I don't, on the Rays. I sleep on Rays and take a nice nap on the Rays, and now you're just I just think back. that after uh, you know they kickstarted the Mets season here, they're a little fugazi. Okay, okay, all right, okay, okay. And I didn't really like what I saw out of the Rays when they played the Yankees. I know that they they I agree. Yeah, they they uh they won that series in Tampa and then they split in New York. But the Yankees were a shell of themselves when they played in Tampa, and, and they still uh, competed. And the Yank that was a real turning point for the Yankees season. The Yankees have been a much different team since they went down to Tampa. They when once they showed that they had that fight inside of them that you maybe didn't think they had, and then Aaron Judge came back. This has been a different yeah, ball club, for sure. So for sure. Just to, uh, I said, I made a video on Saturday and I said, I don't want to dance in anybody's grave, but let's, you want to dance a little bit? I'll do a little dance. Let's Let's do do a little little dance. dance. Okay. All right. Good thing about Aaron Hicks is being gone based beyond that. We don't have to watch him play baseball for the Yankees anymore. We don't have to hear him talk anymore either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know my role. Aaron Boone sucks. Dave Roberts is better. Right. You know, the litany of things that he, that he said. So anybody that wants to defend him, go right ahead, defend him. You know, he was a Yankee for a long time. He was actually the longest tenured Yankee, believe it or not. Ouch. And now, and now Aaron Judge is the longest tenured Yankee. That sounds uh, better. Okay. Uh, the way I choose to remember Aaron Hicks is that, you know, he had one good season. He got a contract out of it. A contract that we all agreed was was a smart play because if he was going to be anywhere near that 2018 season to get a guy like that for that production at 10 million dollars a year was a smart play couldn't stay on the field didn't produce mostly when he when he was on the field just was delusional about how bad that he was at baseball you know his manager uh protected him when he embarrassed himself on Derek Jeter night then he decided he was going to throw. Uh, then he decided he was going to throw Aaron Boone under the bus, even though Aaron Boone protected him. You know, this is the. You know, I don't care that he had that game where Ryan Rucco soiled his pants. You know, in Minnesota, I don't care that he had that game. It was a great game. It, you know, I was just watching highlights of it the other night. It was a great game. You know, it's a fun memory, but I don't care. It's not, I'm not going to cry over Aaron Hicks because he had that game. I don't care that he hit a home run off of Justin Verlander in the 2019 ALCS that just prolonged our misery so we could see a role as Chapman fucking smiling on the mound as he gives up a home run to that fucking rat Altuve. Okay. I don't <laughs> care about that. All right. None of those things mean anything to me. He's gone. Goodbye. Now we can move forward and you can 
you can say the Yankees are moving forward. They're trying to put the best 26-man roster possible together. And as long as Wash Donaldson stays the fuck away from this team, we'll be good. Mm. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So if you want to, any more, any, you want to eulogize Aaron Hicks, this is the time to do it because then we're going to move on and we'll never, we always say we won't speak of him again. I'm sure his name will come up again because I'm sure I had, I had something, something stupid, but that's my eulogy of Aaron Hicks. Goodbye. Shut up and leave me alone now. I had something I wanted to say, but, um, I don't remember because he's so incontinent inconsequential to my life so i forgot it already just like i've forgotten about him and any good memory he ever had here man i'm just glad that it happened you know what's that what's that quote don't be mad happy yeah don't be sad that it's over be glad that it happened be glad that it happened i'm happy that it's over and i'm glad that it's also over (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's it goodbye oh as one person leaves Another person re-enters, and it's funny that on the same weekend that this happened because their extensions kind of correlated with each mm. other. Luis Severino made his season debut on uh, on Sunday, four and two thirds of one run ball. Uh, it looked pretty good. I don't know how much you want to take it that it's the Reds, but still, he looked pretty good. Very encouraging sign that uh, you know he got through it. He threw about seventy five pitches, which is about where uh, we figured he'd be. And then start should get him to about 90, and then he should be uh, roaring and ready to go over here. So this is step one here, okay? Actually, this is actually kind of like step two. We have Garrett Cole, right? Garrett Cole's the ace. He's the man. Leave him alone. Boom. He's fine. Step one was ne- was was a was a Nestor in Toronto on uh, that was third. That was Thursday night. Yeah, because he's pitching. Is he next up? Cole's pitching tomorrow. And then Nestor. Yeah, so after. that was Thursday because Cole pitched the game that they lost. Uh, not his fault. Yeah, but... ironically, the, the one game out of the four they lose is Cole, and he pitched great. That was the 10th inning th- uh, three-run right. homer, right? And Wandy yes. Peralta's allowed two home runs this year, both to Danny Jansen. Wild. Yeah, game winners. So go figure. Crazy. Uh, anyway, step two, or step one, I guess you would say here, was you needed to – Feel right. better about Nestor Cortez, right? Yeah, right the ship. Right the ship. So I was at the stadium that Saturday game when he pitched and he got rocked, gave the grand slam, and we're talking about is this really – now we're going to be in the Nestor regression season. Hey, you know what? He gave up two over six against Toronto. You can say whatever you want about Toronto. They're a really good hitting ball club in Toronto. He pitched a really good game. So now you hope to build off of that. You feel a little bit about <laughs> better about Nestor Cortez – you got Cole, you got Nestor, boom. Now Sevy had to come back, and he did, and he looked healthy. In the 90, he was pumping high yeah. 90s cheese. Yeah. So he looked good. He looked like Sevy. Now can the son of a bitch stay on the field and make every start the rest of the way? That's a question, but he's back, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Johnny, Johnny Brito goes down. You know, then you got then you got the Sticky Stuff brothers and, and Herman and Clark Schmidt. You know, what are we going to do with these guys? So now at least you have you filling out the rotation a little bit here. So you feeling a little bit better about this team because this bullpen and you saw it the other day when the Yankees had to friggin close a game with Ryan Weber. Mm. This bullpen is gassed and it's May 20th, May 22nd. 
So getting your horses back, guys that can pretty much, if they're on their game, will give you six innings every night. They need to do this. And this is this was a good first step or second step, I guess you could say, with getting Seve back in the rotation yesterday. Yeah, well, two quick things. You just gave us a lot. Um, two quick things. One. Mother's son? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mom, okay. Just no, your mom? Just my mom. Okay. okay. Uh, the first thing is, you know, we complained about this earlier in the year. El Gato, the cat. Yeah. Um, we complained about this <laughs> earlier in the year that Boone had such a quick hook on on Cole in some games. And and look, I, I understand it from his perspective. I think it's more that he wants Cole to build on his confidence. He wants to get him out of there before the beginning. We've seen what's happened when he doesn't. And I get that. But those games are so critical to the to the bullpen down the stretch not pulling him so yeah they're fucking gassed because we have a manager in my opinion that is so quick to pull the trigger it just sometimes it doesn't make sense that's the first be pulling your ace under 100 pitches pitching well you can't you can't look even when he's struggling a little bit that's what he's there for right i mean he's there to give you 100 plus every game whether he's on or off I mean, if he's getting shelled out there, it's a different story. But, I mean, what's that going to happen? One game out of every 20, he takes the mound where he's truly just getting lit up. The second thing is, going back to Nestor, it's not just that he only gave up two runs over six. More importantly to me was that he actually looked like he had his stamina going into, what was it, the sixth Mm -hmm. inning? Which has been a huge telltale to me sign that something was off or maybe he had a dead arm or something, but his velocity was dropping off. His stuff was dropping off so much that third time around the lineup or fifth, sixth inning yeah, that it was like you were watching a completely different pitcher. And that was the most concerning thing for me. Not only did he pitch a good game his last time out, he looked like he had the stamina to keep going after that. And, uh, you know, he, he wasn't as gassed as we've seen. So, I thought that was extremely positive, too. Yeah, six innings, two earned runs in his last start against uh, against Toronto, six strikeouts. Hopefully more of this going forward. So what's oh, step yeah. four? Uh, that would be getting us Rodon, uh, right? Rodon back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is that going to happen? I saw I that he, so. what did he throw, 60 feet? He was on flat ground couple weeks ago was that and now you haven't heard an update since yeah there was uh, some sort of no update. he's on uh no there's he's just kind of doing his thing right now there's no setbacks there's no it's just uh i heard the initial with new york now i heard that initially uh if everything is going well um back at the end of june so we're still a few you know i mean we're still about a month away from this but yeah you know, the Yankees, you know, this is the rotation we were we were kind of dreaming of, and they're now kind of just that last guy away from it, right? So, <clears throat> you know, Herman's a friggin' idiot, okay? We all know this. He, he's just a he's a garbage person. And then, you know, people, people wanted to make excuses for him. First of all, whatever it is that you did or didn't do, you have to be smart enough not to jerk around with the same umpire and crew that gave you a break the last time. Okay. So don't, that's the, that's the first thing with him. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Secondly, like, don't be, 
doing dumb shit the day after that they're accusing the, the MVP of the league of cheating. Like, don't mm. now you're giving them a, a chance to feed into this bullshit narrative. I just, you know, you you want to just like not that you ever forget what he did because it's it's literally impossible to forget what he did, but you almost want to be like, okay, it was an it was an incident in time. Maybe he's changed. But then he does this dumb shit, and you, then it just brings that back up, and it's just like, get this guy the fuck out of here already. Yeah, look. Because, sorry, because the, the thing that really pisses me off about this is because, not, not even that he was cheating, because I always say, cheat, win, I don't care, you know? What happened to the Astros? Nothing. They won a World Series, they cheated, who cares, right? Yeah, but the you don't fucking bullpen... They're they're trying to close like I just said they're trying to close games with Ryan Weber and then you get your fucking dumbass suspended for ten games and they can't replace you on the roster. Like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, listen, I'm not gonna sit here and defend uh, Herman. I'm really not. I I agree with you. I think he's a garbage human being. I think everyone deserves a second chance. Um, but when it comes to what he did. Uh, I don't necessarily feel like anyone should feel obligated to give a second chance. And when he does stupid shit like this, I agree. It kind of just brings all of it back up and it all comes to fruition to get him the fuck out. I'm not defending him, but there's two things that should be said. The first thing is that when you saw the shit in his pants, that wasn't dippy. That, yeah, that was that, that was dip. Okay. That's the first thing. It's not an excuse, right? That's just the first thing. Cause I, that looked awful. Right. The second thing is, you're right. Given the context, you got to be smarter than that. I'm not disagreeing there, but there are legal things in Major League Baseball. Rosin and water are legal. Every pitcher does it. Now, from what I've heard, and I could be wrong, and someone should fact check me on this and figure out the truth. But from what I've heard, I don't know if this is only when a pitcher has come out onto the field and the umpires are questioning what's on his hands or if this is every inning there is an MLB official in the dugout it, down the tunnel oh, where the be- pitchers apply the rosin and water to their hands or wash their hands off they've been told to be more random with their checks this way that pitchers uh, can't fall into a pattern okay okay so let me just Give you context to what I'm saying then. When Scherzer got tossed, he said that he went down into the tunnel. The MLB official was there. He watched him wash his hands and then apply the rosin and apply the water. And then he said it was good. And then he went out into the field with the with the umpires. The umpires checked him. They convened and they threw him out of the game. So my point here is that MLB needs to be a little more transparent with me. And everyone else out there, just to be fair, and I'm, it's not about Herman, it's about the pitchers in general. And you know I hate Scherzer too, so I'm not defending him either. But there's got to be, and I understand it's a judgment call, it's the umpire's discretion, but when it comes to illegal substances, I can't have that as the answer. I'm sorry. It's either legal or illegal. We well, can't no. have umpire's discretion on, on how much is on their hands because that can vary so much and change the game so much where one guy with one umpire doesn't get thrown out. And then, and then another umpire, you know, throws him out anyway. And look, I'm not saying he's right here. I'm, I'm sure it was an excessive amount, but there's gotta be some gauge. 
You want to know how I know that he fucking did something he wasn't supposed to do? Yes. Because I listened to Aaron Boone in the post game, and he was fucking pissed off at Domingo Herman. Fair enough. Uh, look, again, this isn't my defense for Domingo Herman. This was more of a defense for pitchers in Major League Baseball just in general that it's a very difficult thing to be discretionary when it comes to especially these umpires who I just don't trust at all with anything anymore to to run a baseball game, to be in charge, to keep control. They're fucking terrible at their job. So we got we got the super chat. Okay, okay we got a super okay. channel. Hey, okay. uh, Ron Thompson. Oh, I like that. Okay. It pops okay. up. Okay. 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 Uh, Ra, okay. you want to read it? You got it. You got it. In front okay. Of you. Okay. okay. It says, can I say how much it warms my heart to see all three of you together? Ra, thank you, bro. Love you, bro. I love you guys. Chris Jr., you owe me a meetup at the bar. Listen, Ra. Thanks on me. I will find you, bitch. Listen, LOL. you don't have to find me. July 2nd. El gato. El gato. July 2nd. I think that's going to be when my uh, 4th of July party is. Ah, so, Rod's invited. Oui, I'll, shoot, invited? I'll shoot you a text. You're invited. Cool. Christian's invited. Okay. Okay. We're gonna get okay. sloppy drunk. Okay. 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 El gato will be there. El okay. gato, the cat. Okay. 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 And that's it, man. Okay. Okay. And I got a full bar. Okay. Uh, Come Pete on, wants bro. to know why he's not invited. Pete, okay. I just expect okay. Pete to be here. Uh, Sim, I'm not invited. Okay. 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 Uh, All right, listen, so um, <clears throat> things are starting to come together here for the Yankees. This is a lot different vibe around this team and around this show, at least, than it had been in previous weeks. Uh, and a big reason, because uh, because this vibe has changed, a big reason is because of number 99. The guy yeah. is playing like the fucking best player in the world again, and it – and I tweeted this last night, man, because I went down a rabbit hole of Aaron Judge highlights, and I spent like 45 minutes just <laughs> watching Aaron Judge highlights. Yeah, We are honestly so lucky as Yankee fans that we get to watch this guy night in and night out and the way he carries himself on the field, the what the way he produces on the field. Do you know he won player of the week this week? Do you want to hear the ungodly fucking numbers he had this week? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. 500 with an OPS of 1900 this week. How many home runs, dude? Uh, I mean, you can't leave that six out. Six or seven. seven. Yeah, it was like six, I believe, because I just didn't remember no, off the top seven. of my head. It was seven. He had, he had seven home runs. He had six I, on Saturday, and he, had, guy, and he has 13 now. He is unbelievable. Even... You know, Saturday he was like, "Fuck this! I'm not even gonna bother hitting a home run tonight. I'm just gonna hit. I'm just gonna get four hits for the fun of it." They'll probably bench me tomorrow, anyway, right? And and then for fun, he takes off on Sunday. Listen, there's something to be said about what you're mentioning right now because, as Yankee fans, as spoiled brat Yankee fans, how many guys have we lived through? And said, we just didn't appreciate how good they were in the moment. Like, you knew how great Mariano Rivera was. But until he was gone, you didn't understand the greatness. And you and you absolutely knew how the greatness of Derek Jeter. But until you stepped back and until this team went into a World Series winning drought. And until you missed that leadership, you didn't realize what he meant to this organization and what he meant to baseball. But Aaron Judge is so in-your-face good 
He's so unbelievable. He's such an offensive talent that I don't think we've ever seen in our lifetime that it's hard to look at him and say, we don't realize that in the moment what we're watching because he's just that fucking good. If he didn't spend those 10 days on the IL, he could, he could have possibly broken his own record this year. Dude, what do you mean the 10 day? He's still on pace. He's still on pace. He it's on. Listen, what he's doing, it, anyone in their right mind, if Judge came out this year and just had an average year, which he still could do, right? It's a fucking long season. But the fact that you can compare his numbers right now to where he was a year ago is absolutely unbelievable because yeah. that's a once-in-a-lifetime season. There's no way he, if he is healthy for the rest of the year, he hits less than 50 home runs. That's unfucking right real. Dude, uh, again, long season. Anything can happen. Knock wood. Sure. Most importantly, need him to stay healthy. But if he even puts up a, a, you know, a fraction of what he's doing right now, he's gonna be in the talks again for most valuable player. No, no, no. I don't want to hear in talks. Aaron Judge should win, and I'm, <laughs> and on a May twenty second, I'm gonna say this: Aaron Judge should win, fucking unanimously. The MVP award in the American League in 2023. Okay. Yeah, there again, is not one season. player in Major League Baseball that means to his team what Aaron Judge means to New York Yankees. Yeah. Don't bring up Shohei Otani, okay? Because the, the fucking Angels would be in third place with, with or without Shohei Otani, right? He makes no in as great as he is, right? And I'm not, and I know people don't think I'm a big fan of Shohei Otani. I respect the fuck out of his talent. I really Absolutely. do. Okay, but he has no impact on whether or not the Angels are good or not. If Aaron Judge is not in the Yankees, this team wins 70 games. Bro, I said it a couple weeks ago. When this team doesn't hit and they're not playing well, they're truly difficult to watch. But when this team doesn't hit and aren't playing well and Aaron Judge isn't in this lineup, they are truly unbearable. Yeah, another triple crown caliber season like he did last. Like he just missed the, the triple crown by by what six points in the batting average, something like that. Up into the last few games, he was only a point off. So, so you would say that this this kind of surge that the Yankees are on now it's it's pretty directly tied to Aaron Judge returning. It is completely healthy. correlated to now, his what's return. What's that other what's that other correlation that happened right around the same time as Aaron Judge's return that's been a major part in their success I think over these last couple of weeks. On your brain so you tell us. Uh, right? it's Harrison Bader being a part of this team. Uh, yeah, dude, absolutely. Major Absolute. major piece. Not I just think... and offensively he's been great but defensively he makes such a crazy difference. How many balls were hit out there to him and you're like no way, that's a gapper and he's got it with with time to spare. Can I he's huge. Twitter sorry is... Christian you go and then I just want to I'm say sorry. Something. I just want to say this. Harrison Bader it might be and I get it. There might be better ones out there but in my 35 plus years of watching baseball. Okay. Uh, as a pure outfielder, a guy that I saw every day that I don't think anybody's better than Harrison Bader defensively. No, no. Um, I'll say this. And it, this is actually a, and I'm being genuine right now, not a knock on Aaron Hicks. There was a ball hit to the wall the other day with Aaron Hicks in center field. 
And it was truly, I'd say 98% of center fielders wouldn't have come close to it, just like he didn't. But it was a ball that I said to myself, Harrison Bader is so fucking good. See, people don't realize this because he makes so many plays look easy. Like the difficult ones where he's laying out, you're obviously going, holy fuck, Harrison Bader is amazing, right? But there's another aspect to his game that people don't realize. And it's that, and it's the plays that he makes look easy that you don't think are difficult because of how good of a jump this guy gets on the ball. It is, I've never, ever, again, in my 30 plus years as a baseball fan, I've never seen anyone come close to it. And I truly believe he tracks that ball down because it hit the bottom of the wall. I truly believe he's there. And it's not a knock on Hicks. It's just, it's a praise to Bader and how good he is. Unbelievable. I think Bader's, I mean, he really came down to earth in the last few weeks. He had a big home run yesterday, but I think he's even a little bit better offensively than than maybe uh, the reports are on him. But, dude, if Harrison Bader doesn't get to a baseball, there's I, I, I want you to find the guy in Major League Baseball that can get to that ball That if he doesn't get to it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's crazy. It's insane the way he... I love when they show a highlight of him where it's the camera behind on plate where it's like kind of zoomed out because that shows like most of the time, by the time we're seeing him catch it, he's under it, but you don't realize how much fucking ground he's covering, man. He's it's not just speed. That isn't just speed. There's a lot of fast guys out there. It's getting that jump on the ball that guys don't get. You know, a lot of people may not have seen the game yesterday because it was on at 1130 and it was on the cock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently <laughs> IKF spit at Harrison Bader yesterday. Yeah, so that was, I wanted to bring that up. That was an interesting moment that happened. It was, you know, the typical, uh, the ball in between the center fielder and the left fielder. It's obviously the center fielder's ball. They had that last second, I got it, I got it. Ends up in IKF's I glove. So then Bader kind of has this moment where it looks like he might have said something to IKF, like, hey, that's my ball, blah, blah, blah. And IKF makes a comment back to him and then, and then, like, Bader turned away at this point, and IKF is still looking toward Bader, and he spits, and is, he kind of... In his general direction, kind of points, yes. yeah, he, he leans his head towards that direction like he was spitting at Bader almost. Intentional spit. It looked like it. It looked like an intentional uh, spit. No, was, IKF's got no uh, reason to be mad about, uh, mad towards anybody about anything, all right? Because you'll be next, bitch. Yeah, you'll be so next. Was this mentioned by the media at all? Uh, it was mentioned by uh, the guy that decided to to start the rumor that the Rays were cheating. Yes, Evan Roberts, right? Brought it up uh, today on his show. Look again, not feeding into this. I saw all. the video. I mean, it, Hicks. I mean, Hicks. Uh, I yeah. can't. I mean, like I've seen people do that. Like you know, you get mad at somebody, they walk away from you, and you do like an anger spit in yeah, that direction. Like that little intent behind like, it. it that's kind of what it looked like. Based. It did, and I was watching live in that moment. I felt it. I felt a, that uh, energy. It's a hate spit. Hate spit. Yeah, just spit the hate some, spit. There was intent behind the spit. Listen, not a Phil Coke spit. Okay, Oof. those a, were those not were a habitual spit. It was those were quick. That was like a uh, tick that he had. Yeah, it was. It was. Pretty Listen, bad. I got to just say this real quick, and I'm not feeding into it. I'm going to give them credit until there's evidence that I should feel otherwise. 
but the Rays home road splits are starting to get a little suspicious. That's all I'm going to say. Their home run numbers are getting a little Dude, suspicious too. Just uh, just do yourself a favor when you're when you're just chilling, maybe drop an Eddie or two. Okay. And okay. just go on baseball reference and okay. look at their home run splits. Not just their win losses. Look at the guys in their lineup in their home. So I'm going to say, and I'm not accusing them of anything. I think there has to be substantial evidence for you to accuse a team of doing that. All I'm saying is starting to get a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's all I'll say. I'm not going to get into that game. No, no, I'm not getting into the game. All I'm saying is take a look. Was, keep, an uh, eye, keep an eye, keep an ear to, you know, Miss Brown, you remember Miss Brown? She's Mo Brown. I'm Mo Brown. Then you can handle. All right. Baby. Listen, I loved her. Okay. But she used to say one thing. Uh, Keep an ear to the wind, dear. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Keep an ear to the wind. No one's going to get this. That's for Miss Brown. No. Yeah, no, I mean, the first, I had I had her senior year, and the first thing that she said, uh, I'm Mo Brown, as in Mo Brown, than you can handle. <laughs> she was the best. I was right, hammered in her right. class once. Right. And, she, uh, she couldn't count, but she was a math teacher, okay? Right, she baby. she gave me an A, and oh, she gave my friend oh, okay. a C, who, like, did no, I did no work. He worked so hard. And I walked back, and I was like, ha-ha. Uh, I'm hammered and don't do any work and I got an A and you got a C and then all of a sudden, uh, Mr. Stacy, dear, please come back up to the front. I walked up and she goes, uh, you will never get a grade like that in my class ever again. And I just walked back. And that was it. She Almost was like the, expelled. she was the, the stereotypical Southern black woman, but she's from, from Northern New but Jersey. She was from Northern New Jersey. She was the <laughs> best man. I loved her. R.I.P. Uh-huh. R.I.P. God R. I. P. rest her soul. All right, moving on here to the um, to the bullpen here. Okay, I want to touch okay. on this real quick. Okay, okay. Uh, no more Clay Holmes in the ninth inning. Can we uh, can we agree on that, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And uh, just yeah, I, I I actually hate Boone with the bullpen, but I'm kind of liking where he's going with this because I think he's tried some things out. And again, commitment issues, but I think they should commit to that at the very least. Uh, Clay Holmes looked a little bit better recently uh, yeah. when they moved him out of the closer role, and then they decided they were going to close him again, and then he almost made you shit your pants yesterday. So right. uh, no more Clay Holmes in the ninth inning. Please figure something else out. I like Clay Holmes a lot better in the seventh and eighth, where if he does have – a blow up moment. The Yankees can recover from it, uh, and I I think maybe things move a little bit too fast for Clay Holmes in the ninth inning. That's just my opinion. And the Yankee Clipper in the chat says Ryan Weber for closer. Hey man, you know what? This guy stepped up big in the last week. <laughs> Ryan Weber has really stepped up big in the last week and helped the Yankees win a couple of ball games. So, not that I'm advocating for uh, Ryan Weber as closer, but I mean you got to give the guy credit. The guy is one of these you know dime a dozen nobody you know. Scranton shuttle DFA guys, and he came in and helped the Yankees win a few games. Yeah, I look, I'm not going to commit to Ryan Weber just yet as a closer, but I'll go as far as to say that I actually think outside of the ninth inning, anything that happens in the ninth inning for Clay Holmes, just I just can't have it anymore. But Clay Holmes coming in in that fire extinguisher role kind of almost like an Andrew reminds me a little of an Andrew Miller role. Mm. Um, not necessarily with the Yankees, but when he, I think when he went to Cleveland, no, he maybe had, but he had those moments. Did he? Um, yeah. 
I don't care if it's the seventh or eighth. I don't care if it's the fifth or sixth. I like Clay Holmes coming in when whoever's on the mound is getting into trouble and it's his time to come oh, out Jesus anyway. Christ, I don't. Really? Like him cleaning up somebody's mess? Yeah. Well, go uh, back. Go. Uh, okay. If someone, if SGR can do it or if someone in the chat can do it, look, I'd like true. to know how many runners he's allowed, inherited runners that he's allowed. Because somebody that throws more strikes in that situation. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think he plays well under pressure outside of the ninth inning. And I like a guy coming in with a sinker like he has. You like the sinker? Because it's not he's not gonna get fucking he's not gonna implode. And he's most likely, you know, if anything, yeah, maybe he's not gonna throw strikes, but he's not gonna give up that big home run. I actually don't mind him there. You know what? You're right. That's the one thing about Clay Holmes is that you don't worry about him giving up a big home run. You just worry about him walking eight people. Right. And in the ninth inning, we've done that enough. This year so far, he's only had eight inherited runners and only three of those eight have scored. So only a great ratio. No, but I bet you those three were much earlier on in the season. Last year, if you compare it uh, with last year, he had 23 inherited runners. Only seven of them scored. So that's pretty good. I would say that's pretty Again, we're not talking about a closer role anymore. I think last year, a lot of those were, we're going to try and stay away from Holmes, and then he comes in in the ninth inning because it's a, it becomes a safe situation, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, he doesn't get the job done. I like him earlier in the game. What do you think of this? And I'm I'm, not, I'm, I'm stealing this. Let me this. hear this. Because uh, okay. he actually brought this up. I was okay. texting back for him earlier. Just saw him because uh-huh, he plays for the Reds. This team mm-hmm. needs a legitimate closer. Why don't you call and see what they want for Alexis Diaz? Who's uh, who? Uh, who? Uh, who? Uh, who, uh, who uh, it's uh, Edwin. Edwin Diaz's Edwin's brother. brother. Yeah. That's I know it's his Reds. brother. It was he was on the same. Uh, they were on the World Baseball. They were on the World together. Baseball Classic. Um, where does he stand in major? What are we talking about as far as? What it would take to get him. I mean, is he uh, I mean, you'd have to, you're not going to steal him. You're going to have to give up legitimate prospects for him. I look, he's got he, a ton of control. He's only in his second year. Yeah, ton of control. He's not a free agent. He's, uh, he's not even arbitration eligible until 2025. And this year he's posting a 2.12 earned hey, run average. Hey guys, where's Peraza? Ran. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If we're yeah. not going to commit to this kid, can we please, before we completely ruin him, can we please see what we can get for him? And do you think that him, maybe with a couple other guys, can be a package that, that would intrigue the, the With My issue what would potentially be an issue with trading Peraza is that the Reds are stacked with shortstops in their minor leagues. Mm. So the Yankees would have to get a yeah, but he doesn't there. necessarily have to be a shortstop. Okay, I but mean, they, if they have to be here, fucking shortstops, I'm sure they're going to convert some of their guys. Why do they want Peraza from the Yankees? I mean, he's that good. Or right, do the Reds have any prospects that are that are uh, you know? Or they do. Do you want to do a deep dive into the Reds farm system? Maybe we should have a Reds podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Reds and Reds Another, and maybe just an NL Central podcast maybe well, this is true we were... <laughs> did you see someone the other day posted if you if you do a screenshot of the al east and the al central like 
in order, it would literally yeah. be the yeah, same like if they were this, order. <clears throat> this was like a week ago. Though, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So accurate. So no, it's probably- um of the of the five top prospects currently in the red system, four of the five are shortstops. Um all five are infielders. Okay. So, all right. So a lot of a lot of infield depth in there farm system so I don't know. I read. Okay. somebody's bringing up in the chat are we are closer are. away from a world series maybe maybe we are probably you guys feel though about i'm i was hesitant because i liked him in in you know more of that you know, high leverage earlier in the game situations but i i've been kind of swayed and convinced that wandy peralta is yeah. the closer for the new york yankees okay let's say you want to do that then you need somebody to fill his role okay right king okay. king have King. We need more in the bullpen. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yes, of course. Well, you you're got gonna... Tommy Canely coming back. You got Hamilton. Hey, Tommy out right Red now Bull. Fine. Well, okay, Tommy so... Red Bull's coming back. I would yeah. still. Would you? Are you against acquiring a high leverage? No. You have to. No. Okay. Definitely. Definitely look into a high leverage. If if Rodon's going to come back at some point, the Yankees really have one area of focus, and they got rid of Hicks, right? We have Stanton, we have Judge, back. we have Bader, Elgato. They have one area of focus right now, and it's the bullpen. The chat likes Elgato, so Elgato. this is a yeah. thing now. Um, <clears throat> listen, I can't have some fucking low-risk, high-reward type of guy either. It's got to be a legit piece to this bullpen, and it's got to happen for sure, regardless of if he's a closer or not, but we just talked about Tommy Canely. I have a lot of hope for him. I really do. And I got to just mention this because it came up on my tiki taki today. How fucking crazy was that game back in 2017, 2018 against the Tigers where they just kept going fucking back and forth hitting players. And then it eventually led to Cabrera fucking trying to take down in austin roll mine i was on vacation bro that that game was wild and then all of a sudden you think it's over and the yankee and then canely comes out Mm. and he's fucking throwing behind guys and shit Mm. i remember i I just can't believe how crazy that game really was you you can't get me off the beach for shit but i was running back to the hotel room to watch that when i was following it on my phone i was like fuck a fight But it wasn't. But the crazy part was, it wasn't just the fight. It was that both teams wouldn't stop. Todd Frazier got fucking pounded, almost, almost charged the mound, and then the Yankees come back out. It was like the last time the Yankees actually had balls. Austin Romine, Austin Romine, fucking pounded him right <laughs> in his face. <laughs> I do remember that. that and then they crazy. became teammates, right? Did, right, he, he did go. He was on the Tigers. Yes. I know his brothers. His brother was there at the time. I believe he was on the Tigers. I believe he was. He went. Ended up going to the Tigers. Also, right, would you mind looking that up for me, please? I'm pretty sure. I think he was a Tiger. Ro- he was a Tiger. Austin Romine. Yeah, yeah Austin Romine. I know yeah, his that, brother that's was where on he the- went. He got traded to the he or he signed with the Tigers to be their starter. Was where, to, to, or did he go to the- 2020? He went to Detroit. Then in 21, he, he went to Chicago. I was gonna say he was with the Cubs at some point. With the too. Cubbies and the Angels. But his brother was with the Cardinals. Tigers for a while. Now he's with the. Uh, then he was with the Reds. This is his last team he's played with. Now, no, who? He, yeah, I mean the Yankees are going to need to acquire a legit closer, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's one thing they should target. If all this Chapman's going to be available, hey, he's got a three point two four, three point 
three, two, four. I looked up his numbers too just now. He's got oh, his last man, like four or five cool. outings, hasn't allowed a run. Let me tell you something. If the Yankees acquire Raldis Chapman back, I will not. I think I'm done. Think Trade I'm done. Glaber for him. Can't see that yeah. ever. I really can't. Yeah, see that. Again, <laughs> he's he's not gonna have it. They they ended on such bad terms. It was more than that's why he's not. No, I mean if he didn't give himself a jailhouse tattoo and then refuse to come back to New York <laughs> from my, I, I could yeah. I could maybe see it, but it's not gonna happen. <sighs> uh, honestly. See, that's the thing, though. I don't want the Yankees to go out there and acquire. Look, Wandy's been fucking great. I love Wandy Peralta, but he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was a low risk, high reward guy. We traded Mike Tockman for him. You know, I don't Talk. want that type of move. I don't want to. I don't want to Clay Holmes where you you trade. Uh, what, what was that guy's name that everybody was fucking drooling over? Park. And he, yeah, uh, Park. Or June Park. Yeah, right. Channel Park. That wasn't Channel Park. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Uh, and it, you know, uh, and then the guy can't even stay in the major leagues. Like, I don't want those types of moves. I want to acquire a legitimate yes. badass reliever. That's the type of guy the Yankees remember. Remember when Josh Hader was available, and it was like, oh, maybe like the delusional Yankee fans are like, oh, maybe he'll be a Yankee, and we were just like, that will never happen. It has to be a Hader type guy. Yeah. Uh, See, I brought this up to Pete earlier today because we were we were chatting, and I said, Glaber, you know, we're both in agreement that Glaber Torres should be traded." And I said, "What do you want for Glaber Torres? Do you want a legitimate starting outfielder? Do you want pitching?" And he wants pitching. Now, I'll bring this question up to you: Would you are you on the trade Glaber train? Yes or no? Just answer that quickly before we move on. Yes, without context. Just answer the fucking question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm now, the conductor of the trade Glaber train, <laughs> by the way. Okay. Now, if you're if you're the general manager, are you targeting a legitimate starting outfielder or or pitching trade no. Glaber Torres? Oh, it's it's bullpen for sure for me at this point. Ryan, um, what do we need an outfielder for? Let's just start there. Yeah, because we'll have Stanton coming back. I go. Well, Stan, uh, Stanton's not an outfielder, in my opinion. Yeah, but yeah, but he's just he's a spot. He's a spot that's gonna. No, I I don't think with Bader back, and you got Judge, and you got Stanton when he needs to play out there, and you got guys like Bowers who are filling in okay. I if you're gonna ask me where the Yankees are gonna be more impacted by adding someone significant. It is by far, without a doubt, in the pitching area. Whether it be I can't a... think of it. I can't think of a guy off the top of my head, but you, you can find think an, an all star lefty slugger no. to play left field. He's got two or three years of control left for Glaber Torres. You're going to say no, you don't want that in for left field? No, I'm okay. Are right, you Brian asking, Cashman hold on, pulls hold off on, that exact hold on, trade? Oh, are hold you on. mad? Hold on. Are you telling me there's if we're comparing the the lefty slugger that we're getting to the available bullpen arms, that there's no one in that same realm of of talent that I could have had for the bullpen. There's no legitimate closures available. Then if then then maybe I'm I'm adding that slugger. Then and I'm you could have got a, let's say you could have got Alexis Diaz for a package around. Then David absolutely Bull. not. I'm taking Diaz. 
It's not even a question. Are you mad if the Yankees traded for an all-star outfielder for Glaber Torres? Are you and mad I about find that? Out, and I find out that they could have had Diaz. Like, Diaz was on the table, and they said, no, I'm and they chose. They felt that the bigger need was in the outfield. Yes. Yeah, I think that's mm. a – I think that's a uh, – a sign of incompetence that you don't know how to prioritize. No, but the fucking sign of incompetence. You have a hole in left field and you took a trade ass. uh, Yeah, but bro, uh, but bro, hold on a second. A championship team does not correct me if I'm wrong. Who was, who were some of the left fielders uh, out there over those nineties wins? Wasn't Ricky fucking Leday an outfielder for them at, at some and point? Shane Spencer, okay. Shane's- and Chad Curtis caught the last out of the 99 huh. World Series, okay. Okay, but these guys were moments in time, no? You're telling me a Jake Bowers can't get on a fucking heater and and this team still can't win a World Series? I mean, are, are we not winning a World Series because we don't have one position at this point that doesn't have a legitimate player at it or are we not winning a world series because we can't get a guy who we're confident in to get three of the biggest outs of the game that's not a question to me all i'm saying is that i'm not upset if that's the move if that if that was a potential move move. but if you're telling me i left a legitimate closer on the table then i'm then i'm a little pissed the gato won't go the gato won't go away now he's back he's here and he's here to stay and we are going to start banging. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would prefer them to if they were to trade him to do it for a, a high leverage reliever over an outfielder, but wouldn't be ha- I wouldn't be upset if if it was uh, for an outfielder. Just, I don't know what 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 do you see being a more viable option for them to get someone that's MLB ready? Would they be able to get an an MLB ready outfielder I'd easier? Personally, with this is my opinion. I I'm just. This I'm saying this for the sake of an argument, right? Okay. I don't think the Yankees are going to trade Glaber Torres for an outfielder because there's two reasons. Number one, I think that the Yankees really do like Jake Bowers, mm-hmm. and they think they can get by with him and Greg Allen and and John Carlos Stanton and whatever the fuck else. Plus, I also think don't think the Yankees want to tie down a third outfield position because I think they do have intentions of resigning Harrison Bader. That's number two and number and to further that point in left field, you know, there's a Martian in Somerset. Okay. And I'll add something. I'll add a layer to this argument real quick. And it's not to go against my argument. My argument stays that I'd rather them trade if they're going to for a legitimate bullpen piece. However, However, if you were, if you were, if the, if the question, if the question was, do what do I trust Cashman to do more successfully acquire a left fielder for, for Torres or a legitimate bullpen arm, then I actually have more trust in him to get a better left fielder than I would adding a piece. Cause I feel like we're not trading Torres. We're going to trade someone and it's going to be some fucking arm that was good back in 2015 and we're going to take a shot on him. He probably just had Tommy John like three years ago, probably has some forearm issues lingering, maybe a back issue in there. And we're going to see if we can get the last, you know, the last, uh, you know, 20, 30 innings out of him down the stretch. All right. Do you think the that's f- fair? Yeah, no, it's probably accurate. Okay. Right. 
But uh, okay. when is the trade deadline? July 31st. And did they move it again? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Whenever the fuck it is, right? Let's just say for uh, historical purposes, it's always been July 31st. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you wake up the next morning, one of these two guys cannot be a New York Yankee anymore. Okay. It just is just how I feel about this situation. If you okay, want August if you, 1st, if August 1st, if you wake up the next, no, the trade deadline is August 1st. Says the, it says the trade deadline. It's uh, August 1st. Okay. We got, deadline, a, we August got 1st. it confirmed. Okay. August. So if you wake up on August 2nd, one of these two guys needs to be wearing a different uniform. And no, it's not Wash Donaldson as much as he needs to be. That's not where I'm going with this. Oswald Peraza or Glaber Torres has to be wearing a different uniform on August 2nd if the Yankees are really, truly serious about winning a World Series this year. You have to make a commitment here. This is important now, okay? And I want every and this is the last time I'm going to say this on the show because I'm fucking sick and tired of saying it, right? And I just want to I want two minutes here to to just say this for the last time. I do not think Glaber Torres is a bad baseball player, okay? Glaber Torres is a good baseball player. He's borderline an all-star player when he has his fucking head on straight. The problem is, is that I don't always see him with his head on straight. And we saw it evidence an error uh, because he didn't technically make an error. It was the game in Toronto. He didn't technically make an error, because, but he throws the second base when you have a two run. You have to make sure you get the fucking shore out there. Then he's bunting, knowing that they're going to walk Aaron Judge. I mean, what, what are we doing here? Right. These are my problems with Glaber Torres, the baseball player. Also, why the Yankees need to trade Glaber Torres is do you see the Yankees committing one hundred and twenty million dollars to Glaber Torres? I no. personally don't see it. Never. So why are we going to keep Glaber Torres around to the last day of his contract and let him walk out the door for nothing? Not right. Though. That is my position on why we need to trade Glaber Torres. People are like. Oh, you think he sucks? I don't think he sucks. And I don't care what is and everybody that comes at me, oh, it's WRC plus. I could not give less of a shit what his WRC plus is. My concerns with Glaber Torres are his mental acuities as a baseball player. And the fact that, that I don't think the Yankees are going to commit to him long term. Those are my problems with Glaber Torres. So now you have a you have a guy in Oswald Peraza. Look at that. You can come and play second base, right? You don't want to play a rookie there? Well, then trade him because you already have your starting shortstop. Somebody's got to go. You have Trey Sweeney coming. That's in the pipeline. You have other shortstops that are in the pipeline, right? If Volpe's your guy, then move some of these other guys around. You have a, you have these two big chips here that you can play and plug your holes, okay? How many plug more years holes. of, of blah, the blah, primes? Blah, blah, blah of Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge that we're going to waste. And we might be seeing, it's hard to say this after 2022, but you might be seeing Aaron Judge's best season this year. You might be getting Garrett Cole's best season as a Yankee this year, and you're going to waste it. This is why some of these, this is why one of these guys has to go. And it pains me to say that, especially about Peraza, because He's become a he's he's become a, a a favorite in my family, okay. And me and my cousin have sunk a, sunk a, more money than we probably care to admit into some collectibles of his. And my cousin especially loves him. But hey, if you're not going to help this team win this year, you're expendable to me. And that's the way I've always felt about prospects. So if you 
And then at that point, then you might as well go ahead and turn around and hand Glaber towards that contract because you have to commit to one of those two players. That's my opinion on it. Okay. Yeah. That's just, I agree with you. And I actually told your cousin uh, this weekend that he should pray the Yankees do get rid of Peraza and then he'll probably be a Hall of Famer. Because if they don't and they, and they hang on to Torres, he will be literally a nobody. You will have wasted all your money invested in him. And real quick, I just want to, I agree with everything you said. I think you said it perfectly and there's nothing more to be said. I just want to comment on Hirsch because he's my boy. He said uh, he, he, he thinks Cashman has a better chance of getting a solid reliever because he's good at that. I'm not disagreeing with that statement. And my statement wasn't that I don't trust him to get a good reliever. I think he is pretty good at finding gems in the bullpen. My point was, we don't just need a gem in the bullpen of a guy who, like, you never heard of, and maybe right. he turns out to be some stud. We need a legitimate household name out of the bullpen on this team, and I don't see – I see Cashman doing something more along the lines of what you've said he's good at, um, of getting a guy, acquiring a guy for barely any risk, barely anything to give up, and he comes here and he, and he makes a decent impact. You know, he's a decent guy. I think Cashman's great at that. I'm talking about a household name that comes here and really changes the dynamic of the late innings for the New York Yankees and how we feel about close games. I just got a comment on Jay Schmeezy here. I appreciate you being in the chat, bro, but I, I... I don't know how you can make a comment that I, uh, Anthony Volpe gives you IKF vibes at shortstop. I just don't understand how that's something that can be said, honestly. Yeah, no. I, I know I, Volpe's been gonna... a little bit. Yeah. I know Volpe's been a little sloppy at shortstop, uh, especially recently. But he is a legitimate shortstop. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't fear Anthony Volpe at shortstop the way I feared IKF now at shortstop. No. I just can't. Yeah. I can't. I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, and I even if you do fear, if even if you do fear Volpe at shortstop, it, it's incomparable because Volpe's a rookie. Yeah. It looked like I said. There's growing pains, man. It's the, there's a there's a saying. It's called rookie. That's a rookie mistake. It's a saying for a reason. Rookies make mistakes that they probably shouldn't. IKF isn't a rookie. He still makes mistakes that he shouldn't. Look, Difference and this is, is he's not right. He's not good. <laughs> and he's not uh, good. Nah, I, I respect that, Kev. But yeah, sure. just real quick on your point, Ryan. Yeah. I think this is why it's so important that Volpe, that they did commit to Volpe this year. Mm. Um, And it's really credit to him because the, he left him with no choice. It's so important because, because look, we just talked, Christian just mentioned, like, how many more years are we going to have of Garrett Cole? How many mm -hmm. more years are we going to have of dominant Aaron Judge? Not many guys. And like if if Volpe's gonna have his growing pains, I want it to be as as early in this window as possible before it closes. And then what? You know, we keep talking about like, oh, you know, we can't give up on this prospect. Guess what? If this team isn't ready now, by the time these prospects are 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 you know up here and ready to go and making an impact on this team. Garrett Cole's going to be walking with a fucking cane. Aaron Judge isn't going to be the half of the guy that he is right now. This is the time, and I'm sick of saying it. 
This is it right now. So either these guys can come up, show some growing pains, and still impact this team and influence this team in a positive way, like Volpe has done, or get rid of them, and that's it. I just want to make this final point and about, about because I'm reading the chat here. Jay says that fielding balls is not a rookie mistake. He's been fielding baseball since he was four. I hope that you understand. Major League Baseball. I really thank you, Ryan, for saying that. I really hope that you understand there's a huge difference, a difference. in between playing from at Scranton Wilkesbury to Yankee Stadium. I really okay. hope that you understand that there's a huge difference in between those okay. two things. Big okay? difference from Williamsport. Okay. <laughs> Big difference. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, come on! Look at the exit velos on these guys. They're they're at the major league level. The ball is hit at a much different pay, rate than anywhere in the world, any other level. Well, this the world. is this is what I said in my. I don't know how many people saw it because it was just me. It was a, it was a a twenty five minute show. Last episode came out Friday, wasn't live, and I said this because there was people on social media. They want oh, you got to keep that same energy for Volpe that you had for IKF. You should rip on Volpe. No, you should not rip on fucking Anthony Volpe. 40 games into the kid's fucking career. Can we let him grow up and be a fucking major league baseball player first? If he's making the fucking uh, these these same errors in year two or three, then go fucking have at it. Look, yeah. dude, look, it's as, it's as simple as this. And if you feel differently than this, um, you're wrong. So I don't care what you say. Tell me, tell me I'm not I'm not onto something here. Volpe has been underwhelming when you look at his offensive numbers. Okay. Outside of the home run. If you only look at his offensive correct. numbers, correct. Okay. You so haven't that's watched him play baseball at. every day. I don't know what I'm getting at. Okay. But when he's not in that lineup, despite the batting average and despite where, don't you feel disappointed? When he's not in that lineup, don't yeah. you say, fuck, man, I wanted to watch Volpe tonight. He needs to be in that lineup. Every day, I love why, that. I... why, because he brings something different that to this only, ball club. He brings something different that only guys who are ready to be here bring to a ball club. There is no denying that. There's no denying it. And if that's going to come with some growing pains, man, whether it be in the field, whether it be at the plate, I'm here for them, and I'm glad they're happening now. Absolutely, man. I, I just don't understand the hate that some fans have for no, Volpe. Look, but look, it's okay to be frustrated with them. I get it. I get that at some point you have to still hold players accountable. I think Volpe would hold himself just as accountable. But you also have to be a rational fan here and realize that not everybody is Derek Jeter. Who okay? also was had a very rough Who also had a rough right. right. So, I mean... It, we gotta, we gotta let guys. We're not used to it. When's the last time we saw them really commit to a prospect as highly touted as him at this age? What was Glaber Torres? 23, 20, 24 when he came up? Oh, 20. Was 21. he 20? In the league six years but, already. I mean, he wasn't a homegrown guy. No, so you would probably go back to Derek Jeter. Okay, so this is a homegrown guy, number one prospect. Coming in to fill a to fill a position that's always been sacred to us fans in this generation. We gotta we gotta just chill a little bit, man. Cause I'm telling you, regardless of the numbers, if it's a big spot in, in October, 
and Volpe's coming up, I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, why is it Volpe? I'm thinking this kid's got what it takes to make something happen. And as long as we feel that, I think we got to just ride with it and, and commit just as much as the Yankees. So I hope you committed your money to a lot of streaming services, okay? Because the Yankees were on the <laughs> cock uh, Sunday. They'll be on okay. Amazon Prime on Wednesday, I believe. And uh, they'll be on Apple TV on Friday night. So that's four different <sighs> uh, services that you need to watch the Yankees this week. And I just want to... And and I just want to say this, right? I get it. People are frustrated that the, that you need all these different platforms to watch the Yankees. I get it. Me personally, I don't get frustrated because I have them all. Okay, so I don't get frustrated by these things. But if you want to be mad at the Yankees, be mad at the Yankees because they're on Amazon Prime. Because guess what? That's the business deal they made. They made the deal to go on Amazon Prime. Okay, they did that themselves. Okay, now this false narrative that the Yankees are fucking their fans because they're on Peacock <laughs> and Apple TV is exactly that. It's a false narrative. Now, think about it like this, right? I know a lot of people, uh, they they can't do this, this type of cognitive thinking on their own. So I'll lead you through this, right? If you're Apple TV and you're Peacock and you're paying hundreds and, and hundreds of millions of dollars for these packages to air baseball games, do are you gonna say no we're not gonna take the yankees because they're on prime and their fans are pissed off already you're gonna fucking take the yankees of course it's just a little it honest i I agree with the fact and it's really fucking annoying that it's it's three different streaming services in one week i understand that so that's really annoying but it's it's you can't get mad at the Yankees for being on Peacock and Apple TV. They got nothing to do with that. Those platforms are not going to be like, oh, we'll pass on the Yankees. Of course they want the fucking Yankees. Dude, I'm sorry to just completely ignore you, but I just realized something. What's that? Your camera went out again, and I noticed the wording at the bottom was reversed. Is your thing Otoggle and not Elgato? Oh, it's Elgato. I don't think so, bro. Why are the, oh, the letters at the bottom were reversed? Because you're probably dyslexic. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I think- no, I think it's Otoggle, man. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, it's Elgato. No, it's Elgato. I'm looking right here at the at the, the icon for the app. It's Elgato. Fuck. Elgato. I'll leave oh. it at Elgato. He can't even. He's got to check for himself. He yeah, I did. I did. Him. <laughs> staring at the box. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Orioles right, are check it The Orioles are coming to town, so this should be a very interesting right. series here. Uh-huh. Uh, Garrett Cole will be on the mound on uh, Tuesday night, so uh, uh-huh. looking forward to that. So uh, we're also, 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 and it's a lot of also. also's there. We're also. also looking forward to seeing you out at Yankee Stadium on September twenty third. Tickets okay. are now on sale also. for the next also. event at the Audi Club on uh, okay. September twenty third. It's also Aaron Judge Bobblehead Day. Oh, so another uh, added uh, reason nice, to come dude. out to Yankee Stadium on September twenty third. And uh, we want to thank everybody that's been in the chat tonight. And we do have a real quick before we wrap up here from the OG Patrick. He wanted to ask us a question. He goes, do you fellas think the Yankees are making the playoffs this year? Yeah, come on, Patrick. Patrick, I expect so much better. I expect so much more, buddy. 
Yes, I honestly, look, even if you feel like that the Rays have ran away and hid five and a half, six games up in May, that's fine. I, you, you think that there are four better teams? If you take away the division winners, do you think there's four better teams in the American League right. than the Yankees? No, no. Not, so not I mean, if, close. nobody wants the wild card series, but with that, with three wild cards in here, I mean, cat, catat, literal catastrophe. Cat. El would have to strike the Yankees for them to not be in um to not be in the postseason this year. So please head on over to Twitter and follow us at NYYST underscore podcast. Okay, tweet at it. Okay. If you're still in the chat and you haven't done so already, please like this video, subscribe to NYY News TV. Uh 20k body all-star break. Let's go here. Okay. Okay. And uh we want to thank everybody that's uh if you're uh, listening on Apple Podcasts as well, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Thank you to everybody for your continued support of NYYST and NYY News TV. Thank you for listening and watching episode 333, the fuck yeah, Hicks is gone episode. SGR? Oh, yanks. Let's say goodbye. But if you go against me, you the opposition But if you want to tell it like you could close the distance I'ma give an A forever since you're so persistent uh, With you, I'm just practicing Cause I'm back to back, let's get back to winning As a matter of fact, I'm not that forgiving Cause you did this to yourself, that's a bad decision.